Mom, we often feel overwhelmed, exhausted, and inadequate when raising kids. But who you are matters. Mom Matters walks alongside you to inspire you with the hope of the gospel and a vision of motherhood so you can intentionally and skillfully foster your family, maximize your impact, and leave a legacy. Motherhood is messy. Impact is possible. And Mom, you matter. So welcome to the tribe. Hi, welcome to Mom Matters. I am Elizabeth Green, your host, and today we're going to be talking about intentional mothering. You know, I think it's easy to be present in our home. We're there in person, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we're present with intentionality mothering our kids. And this is convicting to me even as I hear myself say that because I know many times that has been true of me. I've been here, my kids have been here, but have I made the most of the opportunity that I have with them to intentionally build into them. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Years ago, when I was driving to work, I would listen to Dr. Laura. She is a nationally syndicated radio host. And she had this mantra that she said, she would say, hello, this is Dr. Laura, and I am my kid's mom. And different people would call into the Dr. Laura show, and they would ask her questions. And they often would introduce themselves the same way. They would say, hi, Dr. Laura, I'm so-and-so, and I am my kid's mom. And it was this connection and this mantra, the saying that they would say to one another, and it defined really who Dr. Laura was and what she wanted to be and what she was teaching other women to, to do and be in their role as mom. So what exactly did she mean by saying, I am my kid's mom? Really what she was getting down to is she was saying, listen, make your kids your important priority. God has given us these children. They live in our home and make them your important priority. I think what she was trying to say is don't trade in the gift of mothering for a career or a hobby or a time-consuming distraction that will pull you away from your kids. Have your work or your hobby work that around the family schedule. And that's very interesting coming from Dr. Laura because she was a career woman, a very accomplished career woman. She is a best-selling author. She has a radio program. So how could this career-driven woman say, I am my kid's mom? What did, what did she, how did she craft her life to reflect that? And it's very interesting, her story. She would wake up from five to seven in the morning, and that was when she did her writing, her writing of her books. And then her son would get up, and she would have breakfast with him, take him to school. And while he was at school, she would do a radio show. She would do all of her work um, interviews and the things that she needed to do, and then she would pick him up after school. And once she picked him up after school, she was her kid's mom. She was available to hear the stories of what happened during the day, to encourage the heart, to navigate the problems. She was carving out time then to be mom to her son. And so that is the idea, is that we as moms take this extraordinary gift and responsibility really that God has given us to intentionally build into our kids. I think this is an amazing gift that God has given us to nurture a soul that will last forever. 
I tell myself that a lot. I God has given me these children and they have a soul in their in in their being and that they will last, they will live forever. So what am I doing to nurture that soul, to grow that soul and to point them to the God who created them and loves them? And so how can we do that? How can we intentionally grow our kids and, and where do we even get started? Well, I want to say that I really believe that we start with some self-evaluation. You know, Socrates famously said that the unexamined life is not worth living. And so I need to start, we, we as moms need to start with what is my life like when I'm with my kids? Am I intentional or am I distracted? And I need to take a good hard look and evaluate that so I can know where I need to begin. Because we do, as moms, have this role of influence. And the more intentional we are about, about crafting um, our family and our children and nurturing them, the more powerful that influence will be for good. And of course, that's what I want, and I'm sure that is what you want too. So what do we want to be intentional about? Well, you know, that honestly may vary between woman to woman and family to family, but I'm what I want to do is just share with you some things that are important to me that I want to be intentional about in my family. And you can adopt the ones that, that make sense for you, but maybe this will be a springboard and you will think of other things that you want to intentionally build into your family as well. So the first thing that I want to be intentional about is for, for me, I want to be intentional, intentional about cultivating faith. And I go back to Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 6 to 8, where Moses is talking to the people of Israel and he says, you know, hero Israel, love the Lord your God with all of your soul and all of your might. Love the Lord your God. And then he says, you know, to, to follow my commands that I give you today. And then he says, teach them diligently to your children as you walk along the way and as you lie down and as you get up. And so I see two things there. First of all, I see an exhortation to the parent to love God with all of your heart. And so that's what I want to do. I want to intentionally be cultivating my own faith so that I can live it out in, my, in front of my family and before my family and with my family. So what are some ways that I've cultivated my own faith? Well, there are a couple things that we have done as a family and that I have done personally to cultivate my faith. Number one, Time in scripture and prayer daily. This is really important to nourishing my soul. Just as we want to feed our bodies food every day, I want to feed my soul scripture every day. It is how I nourish my soul and renew my perspective and renew my values. And so for me, I have just had to set my alarm in the morning and get up. I don't love doing that. I don't love setting my alarm, but I find that if I start my day with some scripture and with prayer, then my perspective shifts. I'm I'm starting out with the right attitude and the right mindset for the day, and things just go better for me, and I don't let it slip away. Now, you might have to find a different time, and that's fine. Maybe it's at, at bedtime. Maybe you're a night owl, and, and you can be consistent with that in the evening or during nap time. It doesn't really matter when, although I've, I think it's great if you can start your day with it, ideally. But that has fueled my faith. And so spending time 
each day, as many, you know, as many consistent days as I can in scripture and prayer are a way that I have been able to foster my faith and cultivate it over the years. Now, I'll tell you one thing that really does help me is being involved in a Bible study. If I'm in a, involved in a, a community group with my church or in a women's Bible study, that has helped me have some accountability and stay on track because I know, okay, we're going to talk about this lesson this week and the next lesson the next week, and it keeps me on track and gives me accountability that I need to, to stay um, focused toward my goal of wanting to grow my faith. And so that's looked different throughout the years as our family has grown and changed or, or moved. But, but being in a small group, or a Bible study. It's been a way that I've been able to cultivate my faith. And the third way is to go to church regularly. We have really just made going to church just part of the fabric of our family life. We just say we're the greens and this is what we do. We are, if we're in town and we're not sick, then we're going to go to church as, as a family and worship. Because even if we're disgruntled or, or you know, not feeling connected with each other, when we go to church, we are surrounded by other people who are wanting to follow God, wanting to worship Him. And it, it, it writes our hearts. It writes my heart when I get to church and I can worship with other people, when I can, can sing and listen to the sermon and get my perspective, again, righted and, and refocused in, in the right place. So, I want to be intentional, first of all, about cultivating my own faith and then cultivating my kids' faith. And so I'm just going to give you a few ideas of how you can cultivate your kids' faith. I'm actually going to do a whole nother podcast where it's just dedicated to cultivating faith in the home. But a couple simple things that are easy to implement because I like to give practical ideas in these podcasts. And one is just to pray at meals. That's something that's simple. If you don't pray at meals, you can start doing. And we just give thanks at meal. We, at the meal time, we just sit down and, and thank God that, you know, my husband has a job and we have income and we can buy food to eat and we're grateful. It just cultivates an attitude of gratitude in our in our heart and in our home when we we thank God for His provision before eating our meal. Prayers at bedtime are another great way to incorporate faith in the family. That has looked very different as we've gone from preschool to elementary to middle school to high school, but prayer at family time at bedtime is a wonderful time to to talk to God with your kids and to to show them how to pray and to model what prayer looks like and to give them a chance to pray. We also, when my kids were little, we read uh, some Bible stories before bedtime too. And I had all these different Bibles. I had the toddler Bible and then the preschool Bible and then, you know, different Bible for elementary age and all these different um, Bibles would, would change as we were growing up and they were able to learn in a different way and hear Bible stories in a different way. But that was just one fairly easy way that I could begin to cultivate the Bible for them. And then we graduated to the Word and Song Bible where they could listen to it in the car as we were driving along the way. Or Focus on the Family has these wonderful Bible stories that they would listen to. Or if I needed to do some work, they could sit and have some quiet time for a while and listen to their Focus on the Family Bible story and, and do a little activity. So cultivating faith is something that I that I really wanted to be intentional about doing in our family. It's a value for my husband and me. And so hopefully those give you at least some ideas of how you can do that in your home. 
The third way I, we've cultivated faith is just to bring faith into the conversation. And as our kids have gotten into the teen years, we like to look at current events and process them from a biblical worldview and just begin to ask questions about, about these events and how what's happening from a, from a biblical lens. Also watching TV shows. I have watched TV shows with my kids, especially when they were, you know, sort of in that tween age. But it's great for high school too, watching movies and just discussing how did the character handle that situation and what would a Christ follower do? Would they have handled it that way or might they have handled it differently? And just engaging in conversation as we as we look at the world and as we navigate um, different situations and circumstances. So the second way that I want to intentionally be a mom is I want to intentionally instill values into our children. And you and your husband have values. You have some core values. And what are those of those values? If you have like three to five values, what would you like your kids to embrace? What would you like to pass on to them as something that's very important to you or to your family? Of course, faith is a is an important value, so that's the number one value that we want to pass on. But there are other values that you you might want your kids to, to learn and grow in, like generosity or kindness or gratitude. For me in our family, my husband has really he was really wanted our kids to learn how to contribute to the family. And to, to help do some chores, I don't know whether you'd call that personal responsibility or being a part of a community. There are probably a number of different ways that you could label it. So early on, we taught our kids how to do some chores, whether it was first making their bed or folding clothes or setting the table. And so we just would give them different chores. As they grew older, we gave them new chores, more complicated chores. And now they mow the lawn, you know. So, so it's, it's, it's changed as they've grown. But giving them some chores to help them learn, listen, there's th some things that we all need to do to pitch in, to work together, to contribute to the family. And so that's been a value that we've, we've passed on. Another thing that we wanted to pass on to our kids is to learn how to, to manage their money wisely, to be a good steward of the, the, the finances and the things that God has given them and to us. And so I'm going to do a whole podcast on teaching financial responsibility to your kids. So I won't really go into that now, but that is another thing that as they were getting an allowance or as they were paid for chores, we helped them figure out how they could save some money and how they could spend some money and how they could give some money in a tithe to church. So whatever your value is, think about it. Maybe your value is care of people. Maybe you just want to care for people. And the way you do it is you're, you're babysitting for someone if she needs to go to the doctor's appointment and you're, you babysit your friend's kids. Or maybe you run errands for, for someone who is sick. Or maybe you're making a meal for a friend who just had a baby. Maybe that's a value to you. And you can invite your kids in as you model the value. You can also invite them in to participate in the value with you, to drive with you as you drop the meal off at your friend's house. Whatever it is, we want to, as moms, instill values into our, into our children to pass those along to them. The third thing that I, we want to do is, as an, as an intentional mother, is to cultivate family relationships and to cultivate those family connections. I think with 
the iPhones and the laptop computers, it is very easy to be four or six or eight people living under one roof, but not really living as a community. We can live very disconnected lives because one person can be making a TikTok video in one room while the other person is on Instagram in another room where the third person's on some sort of a game and while another person's watching their favorite Netflix you know, TV show, we can all be under one roof, but not connecting because we're doing our own isolated tech savvy activity. And so for, for me, it's super important that we cultivate relationships and connections as a, as a family unit, that we have some sort of family identity. And so we've done that in a couple different ways. One is we have dinner together. I have worked so hard over the years to have us eat together at dinner time as much as possible. I know sometimes that soccer schedule or dance schedule is just at an inconvenient hour, but we've worked really hard to more evenings than not sit together around the dinner table without devices. That has been one thing I've really said, please leave the devices somewhere else. We're not taking them to the table. And that gives us 20 minutes of being just able to look at each other and chat with each other without the distractions of the, you know, the, the text coming through or the phone calls coming through or the notifications that you got to like on your Instagram, whatever it is. So dinners together have been important. We also have tried like a movie or game night on a regular basis. Now I'm probably the one who likes games the most and other people in my family don't love games. So it's been more movies. And sometimes, yes, it's a struggle to find a movie that everyone likes, but we have really tried to find a TV show series or a movie that we can enjoy together as a family. Other things that we've done to cultivate family relationships are, you know, different family outings. And the way I, I, I try to think about it in my mind is I'm trying to be intentional. What do I want to do on a daily basis? Like I want dinners together on a daily basis. What about a weekly basis? Well, the weekly basis maybe is a family walk or a family movie. Um, then a monthly basis. Maybe on a monthly basis, we do a bigger outing. We live near Washington, D.C., so a bigger outing for us might be to go to Washington, D.C. for the day or to do a longer hike. We've got some beautiful parks where we can go and it might be an hour to drive to the park, but we can do an extended hike. So that's a monthly thing that we can be intentional about doing as a family. And then yearly, a vacation, some family vacation of some sort. So I really want to be intentional about getting those things on the calendar. And I'm looking for fun things that we could do. And then like a couple of years ago, we were near, we live near Wolf Trap, which is this outdoor um, concert area where you can watch an outdoor concert and take a picnic. And so I saw that it was there and cleared it on the calendar. And we, that was our monthly a monthly fun family event. And we got to listen to great music and have this picnic and enjoy the evening out. So just really looking for the things that we can do. Once you, once you know, this is what I want to do daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly, you can put it in your calendar. And then the last area, if I want to be intentional about these things, about cultivating my family and, and my faith and connections I've really got to be intentional about how I manage my time. Because if I master myself well, then I'm going to manage my time well. And this is so hard. 
And so I really recommend that you track your time for a week. Where is your time going? Again, we just have to do some self-examination first. Where's your time going? Like how much time are you really spending on your phone, on social media, on texting, on Netflix? Like where is it actually going? And once you have an idea of where you're using your time, where you're either wasting it or using it well, you can get more specific on how you can intentionally use it um, more effectively. And so I know friends have done a whole number of things. Sometimes friends have said, I'm off social media for the summer, guys. I just need to do this so I can be more intentional with my family. Or for me, I stopped notifications because I was getting notifications all the time and it was distracting me. I wanted to jump in and see, you know, into Facebook or Instagram. And then I was lost in this rabbit hole. So to be intentional, I got rid of notifications. Um, and then I shifted, you know, sometimes I shift, I think, okay, I'm not going to scroll during the day, I'll be more intentional and engaged during the day. And I'll scroll at night when I'm more tired, or when my kids are off doing something else. Um, so these are just some ways, some practical ideas of how you can become intentional with your family. And I just want to encourage you, mom, not to grow weary. I think of 1 Corinthians 15, 58, and it says, give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. And raising kids is labor well done. It is certainly a calling that God has given us. And it is not in vain, although sometimes you have days and weeks where it feels like it is. So if you find yourself weary right now and you feel like you're just slipping into too much screen time, or not enough intentional mothering, you're really in the right place because we are on this journey together. And I, I want to share with you a download. I'm getting my website up and running. So if you're listening to this in June of 2020, it should be up within a week. And if you go to mommatters.org, I have a download. And this download is going to help you ask yourself some questions about becoming an intentional mom. I've got a list of values. If you want to think about what values do I want to pass on to my kids? I've got a calendar that you can easily print out so you can track where you are spending your time. So if you go to mommatters.org and you go to the, the page with the podcast page, you'll see it on the sidebar and you can download that, um, that document and enjoy um, becoming a more intentional mom. Because really, how you live your life, how you intentionally pass your faith to the next generation, it really does matter. And the way you, the way you live, the way you love, the way you spread the fragrance of Christ to your kids, it, it makes a difference. And you've got young kids who are watching and young souls who are drinking in your example. So take a deep breath and stick around as we unpack in future episodes. We're going to unpack ways that you can fuel your faith and foster your family and even fan into flame your skills and your gifts and your calling so that you really can engage in all that God has designed you to be and live that life that God has called you to live of purpose and influence and legacy. You have got this, Mom, and I am in your corner. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Mom Matters, because moms equipped with vision and skills create a life of influence, impact, and legacy.